from the home offices of Ash and Flow. This is Unbillable Hours, a podcast about professional services marketing. Stick around and listen to our insights, tips, and best practices to improve your firm's marketing and even your career. Welcome, everybody, to this new episode of Unbillable Hours with just Ash. Welcome. And myself again. How are you? sir <laughs> i'm good dude i'm good and i think on this episode something you know we often talk about between ourselves but really don't address oh so you know i was looking forward even, to this one <laughs> of, of like how do you say no how do you kill your darlings it's yeah. and when or rather not just how but when because I think we're all aware of projects, programs, people, everything just festering on and living on like an undead zombie. Yeah. And it's time for, you know, the conversation of... Yeah, kill your darlings. And, and also, as, like, I think there's two elements, right? Say no yeah. to shit ideas being pushed to you, which I think everybody can relate to that, right? If you're being forced to do, I don't know, generic Christmas cards... Mm-hmm. <laughs> of soullessness so the business can send them out right which is not something you should do uh but you get pushed on you and what you said there kill your darlings like things which used to work in the past but now sort of the effectiveness is decreasing or it's working no longer so i think that's there's, there's already two interesting dimensions in there so it's not yeah, just, I was looking uh, forward to this. Yeah. it's not just about killing the things that worked in the past it's about killing the things that you put a lot of work into it's about sunk cost really oh, yeah. killing a darling here oh, yeah. is because something may seem so important to you yeah because of all the work that you put into or because it's a vanity project or something but which is which is uh which i think brings us to the the first step right is Mm -hmm. which is a bit of the and and we stay for the on the let's stay on the philosophical (laughs) level the beginning a little bit right and then you get into some practical tips i think yeah the first question obviously is how do you what do you think or how do you decide what to say no to i think it's a good question when like we just talked about shitty ideas being pushed upon you which that might be subjective right I might think it's <laughs> shitty, but maybe it isn't. So, so how how do I even establish what what should be killed and what should not be killed? Well, the first thing I do when I get a request is see how feasible it is before I even look at like should we do it or not. Because if when I start with how feasible is this for me, how feasible is it for the you know strategy for the project for everything. Yeah. Then I can then then I can actually put myself in the right mindset to think, right, should we do it or shouldn't we do it? Because you have to okay, time is a valuable resource for everyone. <laughs> and you have to start with the feasibility immediately right. rather than saying, Oh, this is so important and this is so re-. like I've seen plenty of charts that say, Oh, this is high value, low impact, high uh what do you say? high value low impact all, all that kind of yeah, stuff these, these but, and, and that's things. just yeah. yeah that just doesn't tell you anything you just go about doing your due diligence of whether it's feasible or not then you look at it is this aligned okay. to like a strategy and then more importantly is now you've got these two is how much effort versus how much gain 
And then, and then depending upon all these answers, I'll either say, no, we're not doing it as a flat out no, or a no, not right now. We need yeah. more information by some time or a much softer note of like, this is a great idea, yeah, but uh, we should do it with more insight and more backup. And, yeah, yeah. Or, or like the ends you're pushing towards, these are right, but the means you you tell me we should do are the wrong ones, right? I think that's, that's yeah. a lot of marketing projects. But stepping back to what you first said, I like this idea of first, first you look at budget resources, like you look at the constraints and decide, yeah. is this feasible at all or not? Which I think that's, that's already half the requests I get out of the door. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> because they're just not, they're just not realistic. So that's a very good first step. And then like you said, yes, do, do review things in terms of the, the, the impact they have and the versus the effort they require. Right. And I think <laughs> I asked, how do you establish that? I think it's always okay and worthwhile to invoke your own experience. Yeah. If someone comes to me and says, hey, the firm tries to do this golf outing again, right? Hugely cost-intensive event. We want to do it in the summer. We'll bring in 50 people, right? The same clients <laughs> who always come and never buy anything. And then I would say, based on my exp I don't know your golf tournament. I don't know your firm that well. But based on my experience, I will think that maybe it's not a good idea. I'll, I'll look into it. But I think that's just one part. The other part should be data and should be actual maybe hard points there. Because, like I said... I don't know the firm. I don't know the golf firm. It might be. It's hugely successful. So a bit of humility, I think, goes goes into that first question as well. Don't so. presume it's a shitty idea just because you think so. And I say this, sorry, that's more to my own benefit than the listeners because I step into this trap all the time. I'm like, ah, no, that's a bullshit idea. And then I am right at times, but I'm also wrong. So it's always worth checking. So out. this idea of like using your experience to explain to people, unfortunately, we live in this entire world of disruption and exponential change slash growth yeah. so you were hired for your experience and your expertise but you're consulted for neither you're consulted usually by people who just want to get something done and out of the way yeah. so even if you say in my experience this is how it is and this is how it should be or could be the people that you work with need not agree and they will still think about something. So yep. what I would recommend in those scenarios is not just to base it upon, to go a bit beyond like your experience, just say, how have you guys done this before? Is this yeah. new and, and what's going on? And then use your experience, not to say in my experience, this has been bad. Use your experience and frame the story in a way like, Hey, by the way, if you want to do this, you need this, this, and that. You need all these other things, which will get them thinking. And then yeah. they'll be like, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I think that gets into the tactics also how to how to actually yes. say no effectively in a way that doesn't, that is actually constructive, right? Not pissing people yeah. off. But so I think to, to run this out, how do you establish what you're thinking? I think is you, you use, you look, is something feasible or not, right? Yeah. Then you establish hypotheses around whether you should say no or not. And these can come from your experience. And then you back this yeah. up by some sort of data. I think there's no other way around it, which by the way, there are many cases or fringe cases where you might not be able to determine at the outset whether it's a bad idea or not. In this yeah. case, you have to test it. And then that's the, I mean, that's the last thing is if you, if, if you can't have any clarity whether or not this is a shit idea, devise a test that will show it, right? Over a period of time. 
and and then make sure that's get that that gets discussed. By um, the way, these are all for new requests for an egg. So with, let's let's now take a practice for instance. A practice you and I were literally talking about this has several offerings and yeah. not enough people staff to do these offerings. And most of the time, it's going to be like one or two offerings that pretty much brings in like 90% of the revenue or something. Of course, these are arbitrary stats, but it's not that far away from the truth. Maybe 50 to 90%, but whatever. And then there's these bulk of like 80% of the offerings that do nothing. They're just yeah. sitting there. And what you need to look is look at them is, why do you have these offerings? Are you actually able to resource them and continue on this path should you just downsize them and then eventually kill them what are you keeping them for are you keeping them for reputation are you keeping them for a client relationship are you creating and keeping them just because you think this one job that you did like 10 years ago now still brings you prestige when you have not done anything in this in the last 10 years guess what you're in the business of transformation you're in the business of all of this you know disruption what happened 10 years ago as an offering yeah. doesn't work anymore. As a strategy, it can still work. Yeah. But your offering needs to be retooled. You can't just sell the same old thing and expect, hey, this is going to be fine. Yeah, and I think that uh, you make an important point there, which goes to the is goes right into the maybe building the hypothesis of building the test is as you, you know, if once you have your answer, is this a shit idea or not? And we, we will presume that that is based on someone giving you a clear criterion for why they're doing this, right? Mm -hmm. It's very much worthwhile, like you said there, to go back and check, was that the only criterion we had? Like was new business, generating new business, the only reason to do the golf tournament? Or are there <laughs> any other reasons I am not aware of yet and which might be, you know, might turn this into a good idea after all. So I think that's a critical thing also to make sure you have all the things that go into the decision and honestly if the golf tournament happens because the founders and owners of the firm just like that might mean the golf tournament is a good idea because you know it's their company so, so you can i want to touch my business development perspective all day long and it might be a shit idea in terms of generating business but it's still a good idea for them so there you go. And, and and i want to touch on the whole stakeholder thing a find the most important stakeholder there but here's the key thing when anyone's coming with you with any idea can they articulate it and can they answer your questions if the answer to both of them is no skip it because if someone comes with some vague thing that they can't even articulate especially the why what's the entire point if there's not a single stakeholder who can explain why we're doing it and the whole thing is because this person said so because it'll bring business which are not really proper criteria it's just it's just yeah. like people just doing things, then it's not really worth following. You need to find at least one stakeholder who is key, who knows the reason. Yeah. So there you have it. First, first step is always establish, you know, ways to, to determine if someone comes to you and says, we want to do X to get Y, establish some criteria by which you could tell whether it's mm -hmm. a good idea to get from X to Y. Once you've done that, make sure there's not a Z or even more letters to it, right? Mm -hmm. We're not just doing X because of Y, but there's also other things going into it. And yeah, to your point, that includes a stakeholder component. And, but I think that's also a nice segue into the more practical side of, let's say we have established that it's not the best of ideas or it is something we should say no to. Mm -hmm. And let's take the 
the feasibility thing off the table because like you said that's a straight no there's no you can just say yeah. it's not possible with this budget it's not possible with the given the current resource so forth. but let's say you have established from your perspective it's a bad idea and now it's like a consulting case right you have to tell people that it's a, not a good idea and that you would maybe recommend something else so how how will we do that in practice and and i think your point about asking questions and, and our point about exploring the full context, that's all, for me personally, that's always the start. I don't go back and say, I think it's a shit idea and you should scrap it. I go back and say, well, can I, can we just, can I ask more about the intentions behind this here to make sure I'm full? Like I'm getting, that's how I get into the conversation. I don't want to be confrontational. Oh, no, 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 I, I want to yeah. understand what they, what it is they're trying to do here. And, um, I, don't know. I was That's getting to I a sub point of that. It's it's yeah. not just you trying to understand, which they all will try and explain and understand, but can they articulate it? A person yeah. who doesn't know what they're doing can still explain it, but they're not going to go into depth. It's it's like when you're when you're calling someone for an interview and you suddenly ask them, "Oh, this project looks really interesting. What was your role on this project?" And if they just fluff their CV. They won't be able to explain much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and then there's always the possibility of. I mean, that that's that's where experts come into play. Is someone mm -hmm. might very well know what they're after, but they don't know how to. So, but then sometimes they are mistaken in what they think the solution is. That does that make sense? Like they they yeah. think they have to do x to get to y but maybe they don't even need y and maybe they should be doing x. So, fully yes. understanding the context here is not not only good from a strategic level to you know of being prepared and vetting your own thinking and all that but it's also a good entry into the conversation so ask them like okay you know i understand we could do the golf tournament just to double check what why is this important why now what is the and so forth so we, we explore the context there a little bit and then i think the second step in there is to say if i if i if in the reasons and the context they're giving me, I find something I can latch onto, and I'm going back to the golf tournament and say, look, actually, they just want to bring in, I don't know, four or five new sales qualified opportunities, right? For mm -hmm. the remainder of the year, I will frame the next thing I'm going to say as a question again. <laughs> like my next instinct would then be, well, but you could do that for like way cheaper <laughs> to your point about, yeah. you know, how much effort does it take? I'm not going to say that. I will ask them, okay, so can I ask this? Is, is cost and effort a criterion here, right? You want to, to have yeah. these five or six things. Is, is, would you be open to suggestions for getting them cheaper instead of the subtext here, right? And mm -hmm. so this is, the, this is the next step how I play it. As I'm not saying, oh, be Jesus, if you, want, if you want Y, you totally have the wrong X. No, I'm asking them, you know, would you be open for suggestions which might be I don't know, cheaper Xs, faster Xs, more modern Xs, whatever the, the angle is. And I think that... that then we have to and then that's where the data comes in is then we have to show and our expertise because then we have then maybe we get permission to propose our own thing right i think yeah it's i would say more than permission at that point we kind of need to propose our own thing if we delay that what will happen is the ask gets bigger yeah. and the project just literally goes out of scope yeah because they give people time to think as you say, you know, as you come to the decision, but do not give them too much time because then the project will encompass like pretty much, you know, yeah. building a city almost sometimes. Yeah. 
And I mean, okay, and then and then hopefully, if all things go well, that that concludes that conversation. We're good and everything's mm -hmm. fine, and we can do our thing. But the scenario we dug into here is the let's get you to your objective, but do something different from what you asked us to do. That that's just one scenario. You you in the beginning alluded to something else, which was killing darlings. Which that is a conversation about not offering an alternative but offering to not do this at all like you, you know actually it's 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 offering to tell people that all this time energy effort everything that you wasted on something it's time to say goodbye to it because there's no real reason to continue on it and we've actually exhausted the feasibility we've exhausted the the goodwill we've exhausted what what we're trying to do and none of these things match or even if they do sort of fit it's kind of like a frankenstein monster that doesn't really set out to do what you want to do in an optimal way kill your darling whatever goal you're trying to achieve go for a different means yeah. to do it don't try don't try this because it's it's time to say goodbye here yeah and i have no to be honest i do not have super practical standard formulas for this one because this is tough change and or it can be in cases right and we we've had these discussions you, you might remember you and myself being involved mm -hmm. in discussions where the question was do we completely step back from a seven figure event budget and do none of these things we used to do in previous years anymore <laughs> yeah and and in a discussion which we both very much voice the no let's not do it anymore thing but same as with yeah. the, and it wasn't a golf tournament i'm not saying that but let's keep the golf tournament for an example it, it might be hard for the people you're talking to if your suggestion is to not do something else instead but to sort of cap the effort mm -hmm. altogether yeah maybe i don't know why maybe let's say because utilization is at 120 percent and you can't take on new projects anyway so don't do it at all this year i think that I, I have no good formulas for these types of discussions because depending on who's involved and what their sort of personality or the stance of the politics is or are, these might be different discussions. But but one thing I have found helpful <laughs> is this weird thought experiment. And it sounds cheesy, but it really has worked for me sometimes. Is when you ask them, when you are honest and upfront about it and say, look, given that our, our business strategy, the disposition, these and that factors, I would say we shouldn't be doing this at all. And then there's resistance, right? People say, but we've done yes, this for years. Blah, blah. And you ask them, you mm -hmm. then, that's, that's my trick. You then ask them and say, if let's just think for a moment, if you were working not here, but for a competitor and your job was to crush this firm and you had this event, would you do it? Or would you cancel the golf tournament and use the resources elsewhere to really, to really crush us and steal our business and roll over at this particular, like sort of make them answer the question not for this firm or this practice whether it actually work but for a different one and that sometimes helps it's, it's like this idea that it's easier to give advice to your friend than to yourself so it's it's easier to put yourself in someone else's shoes and then give the advice back to you does that make sense yeah i mean i, I i've done something similar where i basically said if you were a spy sent from another firm to this firm what would you do to sabotage <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and I had this, I had some, someone recommended something similar to me once when I was sort of a bit bummed out by my own job and stuff and all the things I were doing. That person told me, go back in tomorrow. I was in a job at the time where I wanted to quit because it felt all sort of weird and I was just not satisfied. And they were like, you know what, go back in tomorrow and pretend for a month that you are not working at the place, but you're a consultant and you've been brought in to, to maximize the efficiency <laughs> of your team. 
yeah. and pretend you are that person and then go through all the stuff you do and just kill everything that as a consultant you would recommend to yourself not doing and then focus your attention elsewhere and i did that and it actually was weird it kind of works if you if you're ruthless about it you kill a bunch of stuff that bums you out you focus on things which are more productive and over time two things tend to happen your results improve you have more fun at the work and then you know satisfaction mm -hmm. like a year later it took a bit long so it wasn't yeah. just half a year for me it took longer but that stands that it works and i think if you can ask people to think about whatever it is you ask them to give up from that lens sometimes it works sometimes for some people it just doesn't I'll, i'm not gonna lie i don't have the perfect recipe but <laughs> yeah but yeah i think looking at the time yeah we, it is time to kill this episode it's time to kill this, darling. I could have could have gone on for a little bit and, and talk about how to deal with the pushback, some, mm -hmm. which you sometimes get. Yeah. But maybe that's for another episode. Yeah, I think that's for another episode. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's wrap this here. I'm going to stop the recording. I uh, have a very good weekend. I hope you have better weather. Yeah. Have a great weekend, guys. And, yep. Speak soon. Bye-bye. Speak soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to Unbillable Hours. If you want more, tune in next week. You know where to find us.